0: Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. Upcoming is our fifth Harbor Digital Academy. And in this week's episode, we dived into how do we market our own events and drink our own Kool-Aid. And so we dove in with Pat and Sam and myself and talked about everything from the radio spots we run to promote the event, TrueView advertising, Facebook, LinkedIn, email marketing, and video creation that go into making that event such a huge success. So let's get into this week's episode number 75, Drinking Our Own Kool-Aid, How Hubbard Interactive Markets an Event. We have a lot of guests on the show that we ask them about what are they doing with their marketing. So every week you guys hear us talk with Different people about, you know, event marketing or with the, whether they're a nonprofit or a local business or a local CBD c- company <laughs> <laughs> spans across the board. And one thing we wanted to dedicate a podcast to is talking about our own marketing that we do for Harbor Interactive because we are helping all these other businesses with their marketing and there are so many things going on behind the scenes here that we do for ourselves and we wanted to open up that curtain a little bit and hear and so you guys can hear what we do. Yeah. Um, I have today with me Sam, Sam O'Byrne. Hello. And as Pat Laker, as always. Yay! And so we all work here at Hubbard Interactive, and we're going to talk a little bit about just everything that we do. And one of the first things I want to touch on is the overall process. So as a lot of you listening probably know, when you work at a company, you start with, okay, here's my idea, and then you have to bring it to fruition and what that looks like. And just like you guys, we have to do that same thing Mm -hmm. here at Hubbard where we have to come up with the idea, and we have to make sure Mm. that it works and that management approves it and we get a budget for it. And so, Sam, let's talk a little bit about Hubbard Digital Academy because that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. We'll so that.
1: Hubbard Digital Academy poses some unique challenges. Um, not only, like you said, um, how would we promote it, but obviously the whole side of setting it up. Luckily, that's not my job, um, planning that <laughs> that whole process. Uh, as you know, my, my point here is just uh, showing up to present and also helping promote it. So mm-hmm. um, with that event, it, like I said, it has unique challenges in that um, – a lot of people in the market, they're, they're familiar with Hubbard as a name, they're familiar with us as a media agency, but they're not necessarily familiar with us in the digital space. Um, so there is some education that has to be done for our marketplace uh, whenever we try and uh, hold one of these events. Luckily, so far, we've been been—we've sold out every one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We keep getting more and more people every time. Good so, marketing. Woo! <laughs> yeah, and great content. Um, <laughs> That said, uh, it doesn't just happen accidentally. So um, as on top of all the things you're going to talk about with social media, um, from a digital perspective, uh, we've been running a lot of promos um, uh, on air, actually, uh, through the radio. So people who are familiar with us on the radio stations uh, start to understand that we also offer digital services. And uh, it's not just a little couple people in the back room. It's 100 100 digital staff that really do offer full service agency. Um, But then as far as the digital aspects that um, I help oversee... We're really looking at uh, YouTube TrueView as that education piece. So being able to show people 30-second clips, um, really targeting our market, being able to get down and granular with people in our area who might be interested in digital marketing or social media management, uh, people who may be small business owners or marketers at small businesses that they don't necessarily have the money to afford a team like ours, um, but they could uh, use some education on how to manage it themselves. Um, And those have actually, we actually just started running those for this academy for the first time because, as Missy said, we need to get approvals just like our clients. And uh, after proving concept with the first few academies, we now have a a slightly bigger budget to be able to promote. Um, And the big benefit to those ads are uh, not only, those are, uh, just to clarify for people who don't know, TrueView ads are the ones where uh, when you're on YouTube, after five seconds, you have the ability to skip the ad. Uh, the big benefit to us as advertisers is if uh, somebody doesn't watch all the way through, if they just skip it, that's um, free branding. they don't we don't have to pay for that. We only have to pay when they get to the thirty second mark. So um, the second uh, big benefit for us is we can really test our messaging that way. Um something that we preach to our clients all the time, and finally we're able to start doing it for ourselves here, you know, um, is testing what messages resonate with which audiences since it's run out through Google's data. We can see, you know, with if one video is getting um, 80% inter- video view rates all the way through by people in our demographic group, but another one's getting only 40%, we obviously know the clear winner. Um, so I've been really excited about us being able to play around with that. And we've got, and doing that early on um, has really already started showing some results.
0: Yeah. And for those of you who have heard us talk about Harvard Digital Academy in the past on the podcast, this is an event that we started because... Kind of going back to Sam's point, you know, we are known in this market and all across the country as a media company. And so we have this amazing Mm -hmm. digital agency that's been here for 10 years and we really want to make sure our footprint is known. And so Harbor Digital Academy stemmed a little bit from a branding perspective, which I think is great for businesses if they want to get their name out and educate people about what they do, start an event. Mm -hmm. And that event can be start small and grow. We used to have these really small events called Breakfast with Benefits where we'd have 15 to 30 people come and we would just do a one hour free seminar and talk about, I don't even, I hate the word seminar. It was just like, it was just this <laughs> funny event. You got, you know, coffee, Get donuts, together. sometimes mimosas and you would just talk about marketing and the challenges and the struggles and give you some tips and tricks on that. And it turned into this huge one day conference, which has been really great. And Um, Sam I love that you talk about we do use the radio to promote the conference and that has been really successful for us so we'll insert a clip to our radio spot that we use here. Attendees of Hubbard Digital Academy are talking.
2: I'm Dave Myers from Trent Enterprises. Attending the Academy was a watershed moment for our company the topics were timely and relevant the speakers were very knowledgeable and we're happy to say we're now on a path that will enable us to connect to a wider audience.
1: This is Angie from Rhinestones Unlimited I attended the Hubbard Digital Academy and loved it. It was super
0: informative and I really liked the session about influencer marketing the best. I left with some great ideas to help my business. We couldn't have said it better. Learn about digital marketing for your business at Hubbard Digital Academy, June 19th at McNamara Alumni Center in Minneapolis. Your day begins with a keynote breakfast, followed by 10 informative sessions and panels, and closes with social networking. You'll leave with actionable steps to effectively use social media, SEO, pay-per-click, email, video, and strategies to grow your business. Plus, enjoy breakfast, lunch, headshots, digital audits, and giveaways. New sessions have been added, so even if you've attended in the past, there's more to learn. Register now at HubbardDigitalAcademy.com. Sponsored by Popcorn and Minnetonka. And then the TrueView video as well is a huge component, which I'm really excited to see the results of mm-hmm. with this next one coming up.
2: That's just because you're in the video.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, thank you. Am I in
2: that one? <laughs> Thanks, Pat.
0: Um, So check that out. And then we also do a lot of Facebook and LinkedIn advertising. So we're targeting, you know, small business owners, marketing directors, marketing managers. We're going into those categories on Facebook and LinkedIn and serving them ads to attend this event. Mm -hmm. So if you have an event coming up or you're trying to hit um, a specific target to get new business for your brand, going in and targeting targeting job titles can be really, really, really strategic and helpful when you're doing that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Have you, have you noticed that there are certain kinds of content that have worked best? Because I know that you've asked me to do Facebook lives before and I've never seen my image in a digital social lab, which is probably for the best. But uh, um, have you noticed kind of some that work better than others?
0: Yeah. So we um, Pat, actually because he does a ton of video content for this. We were doing the videos where we would actually make the video and post it. Mm-hmm. And that does well. But the Facebook lives do the best. Really? When you guys when it was like you and Ruth sitting in the room. The Pat, most maybe awkward you can talk videos about
2: that ever. more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Pat kind of came up with that concept and they do, just the views are insane.
2: Well, that's the thing about Facebook Live, at least still. I mean, at some point the algorithm may change, but Facebook loves to promote live content. And it, it helps mm-hmm. that when you go live, it sends a notification to everyone following your page. And so I think even without the algorithm in Facebook's newsfeed, just the fact that people are seeing there's a notification going, oh, Hubbard, interactive is going live that's incentive to click on it and so i think that's one of the reasons why facebook lives do so well but at the same time facebook lives for the most part are still people on their cell phone or a simple Mm -hmm. camera and you know it's live you know it's just people talking and it's not going to be as produced it's not facebook live hasn't become like a youtube where people produce content and then broadcast it live quite yet Mm -hmm. and so i think there's just something in in our minds, when we see a live, it's like, oh, somebody's just giving an announcement about something and it's they haven't polished this up really well. And so it's a kind of a, a chance to see real people talking about stuff. And for Harbor Digital Academy, that's exactly what it we is. <laughs> we've, we've kind of got bullet points that we go through when we talk about, you know, we want to make sure we let people know the date and how much the academy costs and, mm-hmm. you know, all the details and stuff. But for the most part, we just say, go, we'd like a three minute Facebook live video. Let's talk about. Hubbard Digital Academy in three minutes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, that's why it ends up being so uh, awkward. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. But
1: if it works, it works, right? Yeah,
0: the podcast we can edit. The Facebook Live <laughs> we can <laughs> edit. Yeah, that's true.
1: Uh, is there anything that hasn't worked for you guys on social? Because I feel like on the digital side, we've, you know, uh, PPC ads were relatively successful, but we we haven't been running too many of those because people are finding us other ways. But uh Is there anything on social that you guys have cut back on? So
0: the very first academy that we did, the very first Harvard Digital Academy, we had run Facebook ads for that. And those ads did not do super hot because we had to create a lot of like, I don't say generic images, but we didn't have any photos from the event because it was our first Mm. one. So we created a lot of, we designed a lot of images, which did okay. But after that first event, we had all the pictures of like our team and speakers and like what that event actually felt like. I used those to promote the next event and those by far did way better because I think it, it looked more real. <laughs> so I would say like the first time doing the ads was just the graphics. Um, it was okay, but once we got real pictures from the event, that just skyrocketed the clicks through.
2: Have we mentioned when the... Uh, June, June oh, yeah. June 19th is our 19th.
0: fifth Harvard Digital Academy. Yeah,
2: we've been talking about it for <laughs> 10 minutes now, and I don't, I don't know that we mentioned when it was.
0: Yes, June 19th. Um, It's it's crazy because tickets went on sale about two weeks ago, and uh, I think we've already sold like 50 tickets. And the event's not till June, so... Yeah. Maybe I'm not supposed to say that on the podcast, but who cares? (laughs) Um, It's going to be a fun event, and I'm excited. Mm -hmm. We have new speakers, and that's one thing, too, is always keep it fresh when you're doing an event. You know, Mm -hmm. Add new things. We're doing the podcast live again from there, uh, which will be fun. We have some cool new things. The other thing we added to the event this year was email marketing. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do a session on that, and that's one thing that we also use to promote this event um, is our email marketing. We use MailChimp, Mm -hmm. as a lot of businesses do. I just like it because... It's really easy to use and the aesthetic your emails you can just design look a lot better in there mm-hmm. versus other channels um and we use that and that once that email goes out promoting Hubbard Digital Academy you can see the ticket sales just pop and I think our email's going out tomorrow for our first one to tease it
2: nice well even yeah. just general communication once once people have mm-hmm. signed up for the event email is still by far the best way to communicate with people and so we might as well use that as a marketing tool beforehand Mm -hmm. as well when we have a database or any company that has a database you might as well use that to communicate you know deals specials offers whatever whatever you have announcements coming up
1: yeah
0: pat i don't know if i've asked you this yet um but one thing i this is an idea i had so what do you think about Uh (laughs) (laughs) this is this spot (laughs) so one idea i had was for our email database you know people do like newsletters every month Mm -hmm. and sometimes that can be kind of like meh what if we had like, instead of a newsletter, we did like snippets of our podcast, this oh, podcast in there Love it with like fun little like pull out like little quotes that we pull and then teasers and then you could click and listen to the whole thing at socialfeedpodcast.com. That'd
2: be great. We got to up our content a little bit if yeah. we got to pull out quotes and stuff.
0: That's what I was thinking. I know we more, have to more pressure. take more notes. We, actually, <laughs> <laughs>
2: should we have quotable things that we yeah. say. No, but that'd, that'd be great. Yeah. I Yeah. Mean, we're we're trying to grow this podcast just like we are Hubbard Digital Academy and mm-hmm. all the rest of our business and everything too. So yeah, yeah.
0: So maybe okay. We'll put that. I'll put that on my to do list. All right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and then the other thing too with promoting Harbor Digital Academy. I mean, the biggest thing I'd say is just all the event coordination <laughs> and sponsors is mm-hmm. another thing. Yep. So popcorn is they're so they're so amazing and they're so sweet. Um, And delicious. And delicious. (laughs)
1: Very delicious.
0: (laughs) But they have been our sponsor for the past few Harbor Digital Academies. And so we have a sponsorship package and they, you know, provide popcorn. They have a booth at our event. Mm -hmm. We obviously promote them in social media. I make sure I tag them. They
1: get to give a little one minute uh, uh, talk about their product uh, during lunchtime.
0: To all these like business owners and marketing people. So Mm -hmm. that's a really other, that's another great thing that we like to utilize um, for the event too.
1: Yeah, we are lucky that we have a lot of great clients that are, able to partner us with us for things like that um even clients that we can partner with for you know for presenters for example uh, Eric Thürwinger who has done a fantastic keynote for us uh, at each of the events and um <laughs> makes makes me tear up a little bit every time I'm a bit of a sad <laughs> um, <laughs> but not only is a great leadership but it's a it's a great, he he tells great stories as well he's a powerful speaker so um yeah. we are lucky to be able to have a uh, kind of pull in talent like that for for our sister to assist us as a presenter as well right
0: I think the big thing, too, and again, we're lucky because we have a lot of resources here, but just utilizing what you have around you is Mm -hmm. probably one of the most biggest benefits for marketing where it's like, yeah, like, hey, we work with this client. Like, let's reach out and see if they want to speak. Hey, we have, you know, the radio, these radio stations, like, Mm -hmm. let's do ads. And, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, we have a videography team and we can do true view. And so just reaching out with those elements that you have and utilizing them to the best of your ability and sponsors. You know, we worked with we built Popcorns website, so we're yeah. like, "Hey, would you want to be a sponsor too?" And she was so excited, which I loved.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it can be hard to identify what resources you have. And to your point, Missy, we we do have a plethora of resources here at Hubbard um, that other companies don't have the advantage of. You know, for example, radio stations or a full digital staff. Um, that said, every company is going to have uh, unique things that they can lean upon mm-hmm. um, if they're hosting an event like this themselves or trying to just do internal marketing um, and understanding and taking advantage of that it's a win for anyone
2: that's that's the that's the great thing about digital marketing and social media and everything is you can get super niche so even if your business is pretty small and your audience is not you know everyone driving out in rush hour so a radio ad might not necessarily work for you mm-hmm. with digital advertising you know you can get as granular as as you want to on Google and Facebook's platforms and stuff like that and so there's there's almost no reason why digital marketing shouldn't be used by by any business cuz you can mm-hmm. find your audience and if if it means producing a video spending a, a you know a couple thousand dollars to make a good video commercial type for your business or if that's just creating a graphic and mm-hmm. putting out some Facebook ads there's, there's something that will work. It's just a matter of testing and figuring out what, what hits and what sticks.
0: Pat, do you have any tips for people who are wanting to do more marketing using video? for maybe it's to promote events or just to promote their business as themselves?
2: Do video. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> my just, advice. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but video works really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... We were, we were just talking, we actually had a high school group come in recently and um, was giving a little bit of a presentation on the types of videos that we do here at Hubbard Interactive, which is pretty much any type of video testimonials mm-hmm. or product demos or whatever. Um, and they were they were asking, I think they had a school project that they were coming up with sh- or coming up on shortly. And they were like, what type of video works best for certain types of industries? and Honestly, my answer to them, and it, and it's true, and I would say that to anybody, I don't think there's a certain type of video that works best for your industry. Whatever, whatever your industry is, whether you're a nonprofit or whether you're trying to sell a product or whether you have a service that you're trying to promote, I don't think a testimonial works better or worse for one of those, or a product demo works better or worse for one of those, or an animated video works better or worse than one of those. I just think video, maybe I'm biased, but I just <laughs> think video, overall works really well because you can say so much in a video or you can show so much in a video that you can't through any other medium Mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of how you want to tell that story whether whether it is somebody on camera talking about it your ceo your marketing person a salesperson, or whether we do get customers and have them talk about Mm -hmm. testimonials and how they use the product or if we're just explaining it and putting graphics and animated text over the top of it there's just something about Moving images, which is that video that that really catches people's eye, and you know you can tell a great story about your product. Yeah,
0: one thing that I like to do because I always have a hard time when it's like, okay, sit, let's sit down, let's like, let's work on a strategy, let's put together content, let's do a video, like find inspiration in that moment. So all the time I am, and I need like an assistant to organize my screenshots in my phone. <laughs> but like when I'm scrolling through feeds, and I think we all do this, because I get you guys will text mm-hmm. me and you're like, hey, what about this? This looks cool, this looks cool. But when you're scrolling through social media and you see something like that catches your eye in the feed or that you think is really beautiful and could be a really great compliment to your brand, take a screenshot of it or save it. Mm-hmm. Those are, it's something so stupid and simple. But then you can draw from that. And I have like all these inspiration, like, oh my gosh, if you looked at my desktop, you would cry. But all of these different (laughs) like things on my desktop gives me anxiety looking (laughs) at that. It just shows like, you know, like we could incorporate elements of that. Or I love how they use that color overlay on this one or what that looks like. And I use that as inspiration for the team and designs. And um, just doing stuff like that.
2: I was literally, um, I think it was HomeGoods over the weekend. My wife and I were, were going shopping and she walked up to the, the register to pay. And I stood there and they've got a TV above the registers. And it's literally just text promos of, you know, get this gift card or whatever at HomeGoods. And I was, I sat there watching it for probably four or five minutes as, <laughs> as my wife went through, <laughs> waited in line and, and, and checked out. But it was, there was nothing super flashy about it. It wasn't. It wasn't crazy interesting to me, the the content of it, but the way they had it displayed on that TV and sort of a slideshow animated text with lots of colors and textures and stuff. I was like, hmm, I think I could do some of that for some of our clients or for some videos that we're yeah. working on and just the random, you know, randomest places to find inspiration. But I just stood there. My wife was you know, she's like, let's go, let's get out of here. No, I'm watching this video.
1: (laughs) I love that you guys are talking about kind of inspiration and, and that front end. I'd say that one thing that I, you know, as a marketer who I'm not really usually in, in on filming the video, I'm on using the video after it's done, I would say, um, that one thing that I always like to keep in mind is making sure that you have a video you can use in multiple ways. Yeah. Uh, whether that's you can cut it up, uh, you know, into shorter snippets that can be used on social media, or you could use it as an overlay on the website. Um, especially for small businesses, thinking through, um, you know, what's going to the most bang for your buck. So understanding uh, when you do make one of those videos, how you can, um, yeah, repurpose it or you know, give it give it more legs, make it uh, so it's not a here and now video, but something that's a little more evergreen. Um, another one that kind of comes to mind, kind of like Pat was saying for me, is um, I was targeted with a YouTube video not too long ago um, from Lucid Chart. No affiliation to the podcast, but uh, oh, I, <laughs> I guess like, that's, wait, a, what is that's a, free, a free plug, I guess. But um, <laughs> Lucid Chart—they do—they um, uh, run a program online where you can um, kind of categorize items. But uh, I, I encourage you to look up their uh, Snex video, S N E K S. But it's—it's it's just. C- comparing all these different types of snakes um, and using oh, using this. internet oh. memes. Yes. It's super simple. <laughs> Production value has got to be next to zero. It's just a guy doing a an, an, an voiceover on it. Yes. And then at the end, it brings in Lucidchart and it shows you that everything they were walking through is actually how the tool functions. It's extremely powerful because it's super simple. It's funny. It it's caught hilarious. my eye. yes. And it... Um, I'm and on top of to that, Google
0: it because I'm scared I'm going to get something else. <laughs> no, was if you next. spell it right,
1: S N E K S. But it's just it's super simple. The production value's got to be really low. It must have been an, in, an inexpensive video to um, to produce. But the ad itself was extremely powerful because I still remember it. I'm talking about it. and talking about it right now. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where you don't necessarily need to have high production values in a video as long as it hits all of your goals. Does mm-hmm. it show the product the way that it wants to be used? Or does it uh, create a paint a picture for the client about how you want your business to be viewed? Um, and that video, uh, in my opinion, is probably one of the least expensive, effective videos I've ever seen. Um, um, well, I'm assuming. Hopefully they didn't spend too much on it. I'm yeah. assuming it wasn't crazy expensive. <laughs> but
0: I'm looking at it now and I hate snakes, so this is freaking me out.
1: But you'll, you'll, you'll want to so, watch it later. It's yeah, super am definitely going to watch funny. it
0: later. Oh, that's great.
1: We'll link to that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: So is there anything else that you guys think that we're not doing yet that we should be doing? Because I know Mm -hmm. that, you know, clients always come first when we're working on things. So sometimes your brand kind of goes on the backside of things. But um, is there anything that you guys want to try in the future?
1: Yeah. So um, personally, there are some things that I would like to try. Um, You know, obviously we've done some uh, pay-per-click advertising, but we Uh, You know, to be honest, I prefer spending that on, on us as a business, as opposed to spending it on the individual events. So um, I'm kind of tight with that budget, if I can avoid uh, spending it elsewhere. On that said, if in the future we had, you know, more budget available, that's something I would like to ramp up um, looking for people who are uh, searching for the events, Um, as well as I think it'd be interesting uh, for our brand, not necessarily Hubbard Digital Academy, but Hubbard Interactive in general to run some display advertising, uh, strictly for branding. Um, Display can be uh, very effective for branding. It can be very ineffective for other things, uh, you know. And it's one of those where uh, it really uh, does require a, a practiced hand to, to hit it right. But I would love to test some of our um, some visual messaging, um, just like we're doing on YouTube right now, and just like we're doing with our text ads, um, and just like you're doing on social media.
0: <laughs> and Pat, I know we've talked about this in the past too, like with um our events obviously they're in Minnesota so mm-hmm. people who want to attend and are in other states can't unless they fly or come in. Well, we get
1: some from like Iowa and Nebraska nearby. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Pats talked about doing webinars. Yeah. So, what are your yeah. what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, we've we've thrown around the idea and just haven't zeroed in on what exactly we want to do with it, but we put on a whole conference that's a whole day long, great content from a bunch of different speakers and experts and everything. And so You know, the big question is how do we best utilize that after that event? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously it's great for the people that come to Hubbard Digital Academy, and I wouldn't say don't come at all, but how can we, to Sam's point earlier with video stuff, how can we repurpose that same content Mm -hmm. into something else to educate people about? Harvard Interactive and what we do and the digital services that we offer or just not necessarily that we offer but that are out there for for them to use. And so webinars have come up or mm-hmm. using the audio on this podcast or a separate podcast, something we've thrown around different ideas but haven't landed on anything and so maybe by the time June rolls around we'll we'll <laughs> figure something out but you know we have the capability to recording audio of these presentations is super easy and video wouldn't be that hard either and mm-hmm. especially we've got slides from the presentations that we can add so there's there's something there we just
0: we gotta make it work yet we
2: don't know we what exactly forget. is there
1: I'd yeah. love it if you did a like a video that was just a screen recording while we were walking through and just match it up to the the audio we could we could definitely repurpose that and then you don't have to see my face
2: while you're watching online. I know, that's yeah. what I'm just, always like.
0: <laughs> weird um, expressions
2: <laughs> talked <laughs> about this last time and then missy's like no i had a coughing attack in the middle of my presentation <laughs>
0: i did you guys it was horrible but you
2: could edit that if it's if it's exactly. video posted, it's right? exactly. <laughs> that's why we have pat
1: um, but yeah i think that something like that would be fantastic um and it's one of those things where uh we want to be able to give even though it's you know quote unquote premium content because the people who are coming to the seminar they are getting unique information right. um so we want to be conscious of that, where we don't necessarily want to give it away for free online, but um, you know, what can we give online that would, uh, would be beneficial to, to a greater audience or a larger, um, kind of a, a larger reach. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I would love to find a way that we could, um, not necessarily monetize it, but just try and give a greater reach to the content mm-hmm. and push it out further, whether or not um, we do that for free.
0: Um, and for those listening, like we would love to know your thoughts because, like, we always have these ideas. Like, we just this literally <laughs> just came out of thin air right here. But if you guys are interested in something like that, and if you're like, oh, that would be great, like maybe you're from you're in California. For some reason, when we look at our stats, we have a lot of listeners from California. Yeah. So uh, maybe you're in California. You're like, hey, you know, I'm not gonna go. It's what is it? Negative eight today. Oh, yeah. So I'm um, not going to Minnesota. Too <laughs> cold.
2: Um,
0: and you just you want to participate in a webinar, like. Give us a shout out. We'd love to hear and get mm-hmm. some feedback. Um, and maybe that's something we should maybe put higher on our priority list. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. One, one thing that we did, and I was not really a part of this, Sam, you can probably talk a little bit more about this, mm-hmm. but so when we started Hubbard Digital Academy a couple of years ago, we created com, mm-hmm. and that was the website that we did everything through. But for this academy and how we're promoting it, we ended up putting... Hubbard Digital Academy or the same content from Mm -hmm. hubbardigitalacademy.com onto our Hubbard Interactive website, which they were kind of separate before. Can you talk about why we did that and what that did and everything? Yeah, you bet. Um, So kind of ever
1: since I've come on, um, uh, some of the website pieces are things that I've been trying to work closely with with our developers on um, as much time as I I can can muster for it. But um, that's actually, that was a big piece. Consolidating our properties is a big one because um, we do get a lot of traffic to Hubbard Digital Academy around the academies. I mean, a lot of people don't necessarily associate that with Hubbard Interactive oddly enough, um, <laughs> Brandine, <laughs> Brandine. Yep. Um, and on top of that, uh, there's a lot of SEO value in the traffic we get to those pages on Hubbard Digital Academy. So um, by folding those into the Hubbard Interactive um, website and by you know having all the content in one place um, and then just redirecting the old URLs, it really will, um, at, you know, assuming I know anything uh, it <laughs> should long term uh, inc- improve our search engine rankings um, mm-hmm. not that they're poor by any means but um, having both in one place should help uh, help help the other out. Um, so it's one of those where anytime we can consolidate that unique content and have um, you know have all of that in the one place and make sure that it still works for our users um is is going to be a win for us. So, I'll I'll continue that crusade, I'm sure, until until everything <laughs> is under one umbrella.
0: So, I have another question for you, Sam. So, we use Eventbrite for mm-hmm. to for people to go to to purchase tickets. And so, I have a really hard time like driving people because from a social perspective, you want to drive them to the least amount of hoops they have to jump through to make mm-hmm. that final mm-hmm. take action. So, from my marketing head says, "Okay, drive them to the Eventbrite page." But then the other side of my brain is like, we have this Hubbard Digital Academy website, which has mm-hmm. way more information. You can really see the speakers, the sessions, where the Eventbrite page, there's just not enough room to yep. put all that on there. So I have a hard time. And so what my strategy right now is I switch back and forth with going <laughs> either one, you know, mm-hmm. what is, is that from an SEO standpoint, is it better to drive them to HDA because of the SEO?
1: So, yes and no. Um, So what I would say is if we were driving 40,000 people a month um, to the Hubbard Digital Academy's uh, website versus Eventbrite, that'd be huge. We would definitely want to do it that way. Um, In this case, we're... Um, you know, we're not looking for 40,000 people, we're looking for 200, 250, mm-hmm. kind of max-ish. Yep. Um, so it's one of those things where um, it doesn't necessarily hurt us by driving them directly to Eventbrite, um, but for what it's worth, uh, what you're doing on social is the same thing I'm doing on the YouTube side. Uh, we're,
0: <laughs> okay, running, so we're the same strategy. Yeah, we're like... running some
1: some directly to Eventbrite, some to the Hover Digital Academy page. We're testing which ones get better interactions. So um, what I would say is there's no love lost, especially since... Both uh, have multiple links back and forth, if I recall correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventbrite links back to Harvard Academy multiple times and and, and the other way around. So um, it's not the end of the world. And we're talking about, you know, maybe in the entire time, we're talking about maybe only a couple thousand sessions. Mm -hmm. So it shouldn't be too much, um, you know, too much traffic lost if we drive them directly to the Eventbrite page.
0: Mm-hmm. The other thing that we started, um, our entire social team has been going through the Facebook Blueprint Certification course. Mm-hmm. So we've been, oh gosh, that's it's that's, that's a fun course. If you haven't taken it um, and you're looking to do more in social media marketing, the entire course to go through is free. Um, and then if you want the certification, that part costs money, but I'd highly recommend going through that. So the team has been studying for that course. And one thing, I'm, I was on the group section. So learning about like Facebook groups and how to best optimize and things like that. And while I'm learning this, I text Pat and I'm like, should we start a group for Hubbard Digital Academy and the Social Feed podcast? Yeah. And Pat's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So we now have groups for Hubbard Digital Academy and we also have a group for the Social Feed podcast. And so for Hubbard Digital Academy, the point of the group and what I thought was it'd be a really great space to just have people who are planning on attending the conference mm-hmm. and want to network or have been to a conference yep. and want to network <laughs> <laughs> and learning about new sessions and things mm-hmm. going on. So if that's something you guys are interested in, you can just search it on Facebook and you can go right to it. Harbor digital Academy. And then we also started one for the social feed podcast because we promote a lot of what we're talking about on here on Harbor interactive. We don't have our own social channels for social feed podcast, Mm -hmm. mostly because I'm like, Oh, I don't want to manage another (laughs) site. That's a lot of work. Um, so I think a group will be a really great place to to do that. So if you're listening and want to be more part of the conversation, we will we'll post some fun tips and teasers and show ideas. So if you have anything, we'll we'll pull from there.
2: That's the fun thing about groups. I think I'm, I follow a lot of groups on Facebook, and that's honestly where I do probably probably more than half of my interaction mm-hmm. on Facebook is through posts in different groups. Um, it's just it's just a great way to feel like you're having a better conversation because it is a somewhat controlled environment. Even if it is an open group that anybody can join, there's Mm. just, you're not worried about everyone or or your your grandma or your great aunt, you know, finding this post and commenting and then getting (laughs) into a weird tangent off of it you know people are in that group for a specific reason and so with hda it's a great chance for even if some of our speakers want to jump in there and be a part of that group to answer questions it's it's less for us to promote that's what our social channels are for that's what all this other marketing stuff is for the group is more of a conversation platform for people who have attended or who want to attend or are thinking about attending Um, and same with the podcast it's it's not it's not a place where we're just going to broadcast here's what's the latest podcast episode is or whatever, it's a chance for past guests to be on there. Um, for listeners, if you guys want to jump in there and ask us questions, ask guests questions, um, just feedback and conversation. I think that's what groups do a really good job of that regular pages don't.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. With uh, Whenever we do one of these Hubbard Digital Academies, I know that um, I'll get follow-up questions for days and days from people. Um, you Because know, we'll, we like talking to people when we're there, obviously we always have yeah. the networking happy hour and whatnot at the end. Um, so people will come up and talk directly to us and uh, you know, ask more specifics about our presentations or how they might um, relate to their business. Um, but we get those questions for, like I said, quite a while after a lot of as them well. Are the same questions. Yeah, a lot of them are the same so questions. Like, oh, so if they're all, this in, all in on one group, yes. that would make a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, and that's something um, too I was thinking about and like we do this video during the event that Pat has like, a, it's like a teaser video, overview video, what yeah. do you call it?
2: Uh, the the welcome video you're yeah, talking about video. yeah it just talks about who we are and why we wanted to do Hubbard digital Academy it's a, yeah. a intro to the day basically
0: I think it'd be cool to add something in there at the end like you mentioned like hey join our Facebook group throughout the day and network with people that are you know at this event and stay continue the conversation after so sure that's something we could add in there yeah we're flying off with ideas during this podcast. yeah there we I go like this. <laughs> this write them is down brainstorm. <laughs> So all the links we talked about in today's episode will be in the show notes at socialfeedpodcast.com slash EP75. Make sure to join our Facebook group. Yeah. Plug it. um, Social Feed Podcast. If you search it in Facebook, you can't miss it. And if you haven't yet, we would love for you guys to write a review about us on Apple Podcasts. Reviews are huge on there. It's what helps our bump our podcast to the top. So if you could write a review about us on Apple Podcasts um, or wherever you listen to podcasts, we would love that. And we will see you guys all next Wednesday.
2: The Social Feed is a production of Hubbard Interactive with music provided by Minneapolis-based artist John Atwell.